0: Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. The Mets were able to get one of their three games against the Atlanta Braves today. I'll be recapping that series, also preview what lies ahead as the Mets are set to take on the Tigers, and they're going to get their two aces back in that series. I'll also touch on the Mets' rookies, who are finally starting to stand out in that lineup. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Today's episode is audio only because I am recording this in uh, the car as I am in uh, an undisclosed location for my honeymoon, in fact, and I let the wife uh, watch a a movie upstairs while I do this. She was kind enough to let me sneak away to get one podcast in because it's Mets Braves. And to me, that is important to note that the first series between these two teams that tied last year And the fact that here they are meeting head-to-head for the first time. And it was just a series where the Mets had all the cards stacked against them. And honestly, a very strange one in the fact that you got two consecutive rainouts. And I really do think it was because I was getting married. I think the baseball God said, listen, Ryan, we're going to give you 48 hours No Mets baseball, nothing for you to follow along on your phone, nothing for you to watch. Just enjoy the wedding day and all that good stuff. And I had, you know, the time of my life, best day I've ever had. So happy right now. But hey, we're going to focus back in on a little Mets baseball. And I'll tell you what, I know there's probably some Mets fans that are freaking out right now, that are... Doom and gloom. I'm not doom and gloom, maybe because I'm in that honeymoon bliss, or maybe because I realize that the Mets just took a game in a doubleheader where they had, you know, a, a bullpen game and Tyler McGill, and they went up uh, against a, a Braves team that had their entire rotation set to face the Mets. And you take one of three, you're not that far back in this division, three games, okay, and you're about to get a complete layup of a schedule for you with your two aces coming back i think the mets are actually in pretty decent shape all things considered. everything has gone wrong for them when it comes to their starting rotation and that is finally starting to figure itself out you have a lineup that has two rookies that are starting to stand out and show that man they might be a big help to this team you still got your star players performing look This Mets team is going to be okay. Now, to break down what happened this series first game, Friday. Uh, And that's after a wild one. I never got to recap on Thursday, but that's old news at this point. Mets Nationals, which we won't even get into that one. That was actually during my bachelor party that night. Uh, But we'll we'll go to Friday first. Game gets rained after five innings. Uh, Early, David Peterson looked like, hey, maybe this is a David Peterson. That's the good version of himself. He's battling Max freeze, hanging in there. You get to, uh, you know, what ended up being the deciding fifth inning and it just became a disaster. Uh, Okay. Uh, You have a double, you have a, you have a single that scores a run. Bottom line, big home run by Matt Olson for them. Three run Homer is the difference in the game. I guess really the, the RBI single from Acuna could have been the difference, but Regardless, 4-0 Braves game gets rained out. And then, you know, that was what began a just (laughs) long, long period of nothing but rain and flushing. Uh, Then you finally got the doubleheader today. And look, game one, yes, the Mets lose. Okay, but the fight that they showed in that game to hang in there. Okay, you, You start the game with Denny Reyes going up against... Spencer Strider, have you ever seen a more lopsided pitching matchup to go bullpen game versus a guy that is one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball? You can make, make an argument before this start today. He was the most dominant, and, and, and he gets spotted three runs in the first inning because Sean Murphy hits a home run. So you're already in a hole. The Mets, they score a run. Brandon Emma lead off triple. He has continued to swing a good bat. He comes around on a single from Francisco Lindor. Seconding though, guess what? More runs for the Atlanta Braves. Kevin Pillar comes back, haunts the Mets a little bit with the two-run homer. Acuna hits a home run. All of a sudden, it's six-one before you know the game's even started. If, if you were late to, to City Field on, on Monday for the first game, uh, you you, you could have sat in your seat and, and saw a six-one score. But guess what? Bottom of the third. After not scoring the second, the Mets got a little bit back. Marte uh, gets on with the hit. Lindor draws a walk. Pete Alonso three-run shot. Uh, so there you go. You know you, you cut into it again. Six four, and the bullpen was pretty good in those middle innings. So yes, early not great. Okay, you had Denny Reyes who came into the day with a zero ERA of five. You know memory serves. Ends the day with a 6.14 ERA. John Curtis gives up one run, but does give him some length in two innings. And Steven Nogasek, I mean, two and two-thirds without allowing a run, pretty solid from him. Brigham, though, ended up being the, uh you know, he wasn't the loser since the Mets were never able to grab a lead. But, you know, he's the one that kind of lost the game for the, the Mets there in the seventh inning where, you know, Sean Murphy, Came back to bite the Mets yet again. I don't really like that they got Sean Murphy. It kind of feels like, you know, they were fine with Travis Darno, and um, you know William Contreras, and that was already a pretty damn good catcher situation for them. So we didn't need them to go out there and grab a Sean Murphy who has a two-home run day. But hey, guess what? The Mets did get a homer from Brett Beatty against a lefty, so that was nice to see an absolute bomb by the way, over 400 feet. Uh, so that that at the time had cut. The Braves lead to a run, 6-5. But then it was the the Brigham blow-up, giving up the homer. That made it 9-5 Braves. But, again, this Mets team battled back. They got helped by a couple hit-by-pitches in the bottom of the seventh to to start off a rally. McNeil got a base hit to load the bases. And then he did a great job getting in the way on a double play ball, which scored a couple more. Um, But, you know, ultimately that was all the Mets could really do in that one uh, you know, they end up a run short, but hey, to, to make that a game, to make it a 9-8 to eight score uh, just shows the grit of the lineup, and then they go in and they win the final game. You know, Tyler McGill was good through five, uh, you know, but ultimately had his blow-up inning in the sixth. The Mets were able to get out, you know, to a lead in this one. Second inning, you had an RBI double from Daniel Vogelback. You go to the fifth inning. The Mets were able to score again. Brett Beatty with a double to lead things off. Their Alvarez grounded out. Brandon Nemo singled Beatty to third. And then Marte singled him home. Mets were up 2-0. You would have loved for Tyler McGill to hold on to that lead, right? Well, wrong. Guess what happens? Lead off double. Uh, He gets a couple of outs but also walks the bases loaded. Then there is a double that scores uh, three. And there you are. You're losing. You think, here we go. The Mets are going to get swept by the Braves. And again, the team continued to show grit. Couple walks, Vogelback, Hannah. And it was Francisco Alvarez who had the big hit. RBI double, drives in two, gives the Mets a lead. Jeff McNeil homer to give them some insurance. And shout out to David Robertson, who continues to be excellent in that bullpen with the six-out save, and the Mets are able to get one. And, and honestly, if you told me going into that series with the pitching matchups that they get one, I don't even know if I wouldn't have just taken it. You know, I thought that, hey, crazier things happen. Baseball, you never know. Uh, supposed to be a four-game series. Uh, honestly, even though it, it screwed them in a sense because you didn't get Scherzer to pitch because his suspension got delayed, look, whatever you get a game, and now the schedule turns over for you, and you got a chance to, to get back on a better track. And, and we'll get into that uh, in the final segment as I preview what lies ahead. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about the two rookies because suddenly Brett Batty and Francisco Alvarez are swinging some pretty hot sticks. Before we get into all of that, though, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. Of course, I'm talking about protein. You know you got to try Bilt, and you know what makes them so great? Well, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like the churro, the peanut butter brownie, and the cookies and cream, bars that taste like candy bars with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, the best part, you don't have to wait around for a box because instead, even though for years I've been telling you to go to Bilt.com, you still can do that. You can get your mixed boxes, try a bunch of different flavors all at once. You can also head to your local Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four bar box. They have the cookies and cream, the double chocolate, the coconut puffs, or if you're close to a Sand Club, run in, grab yourself a 13 bar box with the brownie batter puff or the churro puff. And maybe later, go to a local store and buy belt bars today. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've been in therapy for a long time now. It has helped me so much to be able to just get an unbiased observer who I can just bounce ideas off of and try to get to know myself better because as much as your family and friends know you and can help you, having that therapist to give you that different bird's eye view, that different perspective. It can do wonders. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with your licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. So the New York Mets are starting to get good production from the kids, from the rookies. They're starting to show up. And these are guys that can really make this team so much better. And they're also getting in the games more often. Over the last 15 days, which remember two days, no games to be played. Granted, today doubleheader. Brett Beatty has played in 12 games. Francisco Alvarez has played in 10 games. Eduardo Escobar, four. Tomas Nido, seven. So maybe there's been a little bit of a push from the front office to Buck Walter, get these kids in there. And they're starting to deliver. They're starting to get acclimated. For Beatty, 39 at-bats, 13 hits. Has struck out 12 times, but has walked four. So that leads to a 333 average, 381 on base, 538 slug because he's hit two home runs and has two doubles, 919 OPS. Got four RBIs, four runs scored, but the bottom line is He's starting to deliver. He's starting to show that power. He's racking up hits, and, and that could only lead to better things. And he's playing a pretty good third base overall as well. So, Brad Beatty is a guy that I really think is going to be a difference maker. I think he's batting too low in the lineup, but hopefully, that's a change that will come soon. I honestly think he's the fifth header on this team. That's where I think the Mets should go with this. Um, you know, where that leads you with McNeil and Marte and all that personally. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I would drop Sterling Marte to 6th in the lineup, and I would put Jeff McNeil in that 2-hole or in the 3-hole with Lindor batting 2nd and, and you know, have your best 4-hitters, which I still believe is Nimmo, McNeil, Lindor, Alonso. And I think Beatty should be 5th. And then you go Marte, and it just it balances your lineup. But we'll see what the Mets ever go there. Uh, I love what I've seen so far from Brett Beatty and then... And look, Francisco Alvarez is coming around. Last 25 at bats. Yes, you'll still see eight strikeouts, but you also see eight hits. So he's hitting 320 and he's drawn a walk, 346 on base, uh 480 slug because he has the home run and a double today. Got some RBIs, but he's starting to look more comfortable. He's starting to look like a man with a plan up there. And, you know, this is a guy that can actually carry you a little bit from a spot where you've gotten no offensive production and will continue to get no offensive production as long as you run out to Masnido and eventually Omar Narvaez. In some ways, the Narvaez injury could be a gift for you because it just forces you to, to play Alvarez. And you know what? I I liked the Omar Narvaez signing because I thought Alvarez could use that seasoning in A. But there is something to be said about being forced to learn at the big league level. And yes, the learning curve can be steep. But if Alvarez can overcome that learning curve, like he has done at every single level with that bat, and the glove has not been bad, like he has not been hurting them there. I think that's also another reason why he's earning some more playing time. All of a sudden, if you get to a point where Beatty and Alvarez continue to win their respective jobs, the two weakest positions you had offensively going into the season are just that much better. And then if you figure out the DH a little bit, hey, you can be rolling from there. And I will give Daniel Vogelback credit, as much as everyone's trying to take his job, and myself included, in these same last 15 days that we're looking at the sample size on Alvarez and Beatty, it's getting on base at a 459 clip, okay? He does have 12 strikeouts, though, and 31 at-bats compared to his six walks. He's driven in eight, has one homer, two doubles. He's giving you weird production, is how I'd call it. The overall numbers are good, but you're not getting power, and maybe that's where Mark Vientos would do a little more. And the kid's giving you everything you need in AAA to, to earn a promotion, unfortunately, just too much of a log jam. But I digress on that topic. The Mets are playing some baseball games against the Tigers this week, and their aces are coming back. I want to discuss that in just a minute. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time after all. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The New York Mets are three games back in the National League East, but guess what? This is the perfect time for them to stack some wins and get right back into the race, you got three games against the Detroit Tigers. You then come home to face the Rockies for three. You go to Cincy to face the Reds. Then you got four in Washington before you finally had to play a good team in the Tampa Bay Rays. This is your window here. It's 13 games against bad teams where the Mets theoretically should win, and you got your 2 coases coming back into the fold. In that same time period we're looking at here, The Braves got to play the Marlins. You say, oh, that's easy. Guess what? The Marlins sit in the same place as the Mets are right now. They have gotten off to a great start this season. Then they play the Orioles. Not an easy task. The Orioles are a frisky team. They play the Red Sox for two. That's probably easy for them. But then you play Tampa. Not Tampa, excuse me. Toronto and Texas before you play Seattle. And then you play the Dodgers, the Phillies. I mean, the Braves got a tough May ahead of them. I was actually going a little further into their schedule than what I just did for the Mets' perspective. You know, the Mets, it's the Rays, then they got the Guardians. So it it will get tougher uh, at the end of the month. But this is a 13-game window where the Mets can just get, you know, two games back and, you know, they can get within a game or even it up. I mean, there's a very real chance you could be heading into June with a division lead. So you just got to handle business against these bad teams. And the pitching matchups are in your favor for the most part. Um, You got Joey Lucchese, Game 1, this series against the Tigers, going against Michael Lorenzen, currently is sporting a 7.07 ERA. You then got Max Scherzer against Joey Wentz, who's sporting a 6.45 ERA. And then while Eduardo Rodriguez has gone off to a great start this season with a 2.21 ERA, and he is a very good pitcher. You got Justin Verlander making his Mets debut on that mound that he knows so well, Comerica Park. To have Scherzer and Verlander pitching on back-to-back days in Comerica, give me game one of this series, Joey Lucchese, and the Mets are sweeping it. So I feel great about where they are right now, and we'll just see where things land at the end of the day on Thursday. But I'm looking at a Mets team that I feel like has every possibility to take where they're at right now at you know 16 and 13 and make it 19 to 13 and hell maybe you go on a little bit of a run you know every good team if you're gonna win 100 games you need a long extended winning streak and the schedule right now favors the Mets where you'd say all right go out and and beat up on a Tigers team the Rockies yes when you're playing cores you never know but this one series getting played in the city. And traditionally, the Mets can beat up on the Rockies when they're at home, and then you got Reds nats on the road. But hey, those are games the Mets should handle. So I like where they stand right now. I'm I'm comfortable with it, and uh, we'll just see where the chips fall over the next couple of weeks. I feel like they have endured a lot. Um, looking at this division, I don't think there, there's nineteen team that has gone through as much as the Mets have right now, and they've hung in there. And uh, I think it's going to pay dividends soon here, where the floodgates might open for this metropolitan team. Anyway, though, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. I got a couple more days of my honeymoon, so no promises, all right? I I think I might squeeze one more in depending on how things are going, depending on what we see from Mets baseball, but I will guarantee you this one. Thursday, I will be back. And I'll be recording a show to recap that series, Mets versus Tigers. Uh, and uh, I might even give you an extra one over the weekend to, to make it up to you closing out this week. But I do appreciate all of you for understanding the long-time everydayers that this has obviously been an important time for me. Took a little bit of time off. I also appreciate all of you who have given me some well wishes, whether it be in the YouTube comment section or uh, a couple of my posts on Twitter. So thank you all for that. Uh, and I will be back soon. So, as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan and follow the show at Locked On Mats.